Today on Live to Sustain, we're going to talk about the end of the year. Well, really what we're going to do is wrap up everything that we have talked about this year at Live to Sustain. We're going to talk about some of our favorite podcasts. Uh, we're going to talk about some sustainability news and some things that we're looking forward to in 2019. Both Laura and I are here and we're just going to have a conversation. So tell me about your year. Laura, tell me about 2018 for you. Well, it's the year we started Live to Sustain. We full on in 2018 with the website, the podcast. Tons of content. We've Mm -hmm. done a lot of content. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who are listening and haven't really read the content, there's a lot of great stuff there. And Laura is a wonderful writer and you should check out all of her things. Yeah, (laughs) livetosustain.com. Excellent. All right. So let's get right to it. Uh, let's, well, let's, in general, what, what are some of the things we talked about this year? And then we can get into, you know. Well, so this is our 10th podcast episode. Right. And altogether, we've talked about, we interviewed some, uh, people in a lot of arenas. You and I did some, had some conversations about what sustainability is. We introduced the social progress index and, you know, comparing that to the GDP, right? Mm -hmm. Our very first episode was with Aaron Taylor. And we talked to Aaron about sustainable fashion and some of the things he's pursuing. Yeah, in different sustainable fabrics. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And then we interviewed Al Smith from uh, Hawaii Ocean Ambassadors. Remember, Al is somebody who's really out there getting after it. He's picking up tons of you know, trash from the oceans and, and among other things. And he's been part of motivating some legis- uh, legislation uh, out there in Hawaii. Uh, what else? We talked to Two Ponds Farm in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yep. Those were folks that had Marisa moved. and Matt. Yeah, they moved from New York City to live more of a, I don't know, not necessarily off the grid life, right? But a rural country yeah, lifestyle. They grow a lot of their own food. They raise their own chickens and right. ducks. That's right. That's right. Uh, what else? So we uh, we talked. We to talked to um, Rami Abdel from Alter Experiences about his um, his really cool tree tents and glamping experiences that they set up. Yeah, it was more. I, th- I think it was maybe like a minimal footprint type experience, but there was a bit of a glamping thing to it as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, because they set a lot of it up for you. Mm-hmm, yeah, true, very true. minimal footprint, but they still would you know make sure that you have. All the things that you need, the pillows and yeah, and, and they're teaching people who aren't comfortable with camping about camping, and mm-hmm. I think anybody who you know, anytime we're getting people closer to nature, that's that's definitely sustainability, right? Definitely. All right, what else? We talked to who? Oh well, we talked to Corey McCormick from uh, Lucas Nelson and Promise of the Real. Heck yeah. uh, he had just been part of that movie, A Star Is Born. Uh, which I think is re- doing really well, and it sounds like some of the music from that movie is doing well on the charts. And uh, then we saw that movie, and we really enjoyed it, didn't we? Yeah, that was a great movie, and Corey had a lot of interesting things to tell us about life on the road and and raising a family. And then here we are today, and we might have missed an episode or two in there, but basically, what was your favorite uh, of the year? My favorite episode of the year was when we talked about the Social Progress Index versus the GDP, which is a way for countries to really measure 
progress and how they're doing. And, and for a long time, it's been really economic focused. And now the social progress index is a new way of evaluating progress. And it looks at a whole bunch of different factors like environmental sustainability and personal freedoms yeah um, it was about tolerance that yeah access to water access mm-hmm. to education like social maybe imbalances uh what was it like um yeah tolerance i guess Equality. is something that you, uh-huh, yeah um i thought it was really interesting and to me i was really motivated and inspired by it because it sort of gives us a way to see how you know, to track our progress, how are we moving towards sustainability, you know, by focusing on all of these different elements, we can actually track our progress and say, yeah, we were able to get this many more people access to clean water this year, we were able to reduce inequality by this amount, you know, and so I think it was a really great map for how to move forward towards a sustainable future. Yeah, it seemed like they were measuring more than just the economic factors that, like you talked about, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. And did it, our GDP grow? And yeah. while that is, you know, a good indication, you know, for some things, it doesn't cover everybody in, in our yeah, country as a whole. Yeah, and there's the environment to consider how much mm-hmm. energy it requires to produce certain things and how much energy it requires to ship it around the world, how much waste is generated. I think that the Social Progress Index takes into account a lot more of those things than just the GDP alone. Yeah, we both agree. In terms of favorite episode for me, that was one of my favorite because I agree with you. I, I really like it as a tool for measuring how well a country is doing. But a close second is the interview we did with Corey McCormick. It was great chatting with him. Um, that was our most popular podcast. Yeah, it certainly was, right? Yeah, yeah, he had the rock star appeal, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think he beat out our other by at least, you know, threefold or something. <laughs> Um, and then, so what are, What are some top three sustainability stories of the year? For We'll, we'll talk about, we just chose three. We mm-hmm. were each going to pick three, and then I think maybe that was a we lot We just of... kind of agreed <laughs> on everything. So one of the most important things that I want to mention is that the um, fourth National Climate Assessment was released in November, and so this is a big report that um you know a whole bunch of different federal agencies were involved in compiling the information and data for this report and i mean it was thousands of people wasn't it really i mean individuals that were involved yeah i'm sure i'm sure a lot of people but 13 federal agencies um a little alarming it's a lot alarming because there's a lot of you know one of the number one things that they talked about is that extreme hot weather is getting more common and you know that that means there's a lot more storms there's droughts there's floods yeah i I think one of the major things is how you know when these things happen it's going to affect people and it's going to displace a lot of people Mm -hmm. and and millions of people right i'm sure it mentions in there uh, yeah south florida is gonna be you know taken under all the a lot of coastal areas are very vulnerable it's very scary and you know there's going to be massive migration yeah mass relocation of a lot of people and there's also a huge economic cost to all of this you know and the government who is going to have to pay for all these people people are going to be losing homes people are going to be having to move there's a lot of consequences that are already you know in 
already happening. It seems like worldwide there's a consensus now that something we need to make changes, but maybe still here at home in the U.S., you know, yeah. we're still denying it. I, well, yeah, I guess. and another big thing was the wildfires. That oh, is something California, that yeah. is increasing in in the whole Southwest as a whole. There are a lot more wildfires happening. There's very dangerous. There's a lot of loss of life, a lot of loss of homes and properties. So that has only been getting worse. So that's really scary and something that we need to you know pay attention to this year we saw the biggest wildfires in history in california there was a whole bunch of them happening at the same time it was super scary entire towns burned down and then also the rising sea levels that's another big one um yeah people are gonna lose their homes it's it's really scary stuff and so that big report was released this year so it was kind of saying hello we got to pay attention there's that was a lot. released uh, thanksgiving right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and then i guess there was another report that the un had released that talks about climate change and they basically put a number they said 12 years is how much time we have as a global community to kind of turn our act around and get things under control because you know within that time they're saying that the earth's temperature could warm above 1.5 degrees celsius which apparently is this number where you know we're getting a lot of crazy stuff is going to happen even if we go up just a degree and a half because the water will start melting and there's going to be floods and all kinds of you know crazy things happening yeah okay so, um, what is another top story of the year? That was a very, it's kind of a lot. That was an intense one, but yeah, that's very intense. But so something that's going on locally that I think is really interesting and it's kind of negative and positive, but it's, um, we're talking about water here in San Diego. Um, so we actually here in San Diego, you can check out the blog, but I wrote a post on this earlier this year, but, uh, we import most of the water, like 85% of the water here in San Diego is imported from the Colorado river, uh, Northern California. And so one way that we're addressing how to, you know, make our own water or get our own water is this new project called pure water, San Diego. And it's this huge project that's underway, which would help to basically we would take the wastewater that we're currently just dumping into the ocean and we would recycle that. So we would filter it. There's this really, you know, high tech five step filtration system that yeah, filters went, the water. You did a tour of this facility, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you've also written an article about it on on the website mm-hmm. so people can get more details there about that yeah so this is one way because you know the whole climate report oh bad news what's what are we going to do and so i think this is one thing that we're doing locally here in san diego which is addressing that need which is water is definitely something that in the future we're going to see it's a really important resource and we're going to have you know more people sort of battling for control of that resource. What did they say about desalination? Did you have that conversation at all? Yeah, they talked about desalination. That's sort of another angle that they're attacking the water problem from, which is desalination is taking seawater and getting the salt out of Mm it. Um, And so they are making some nice progress with that. There's a desalination plant in Carlsbad, California. 
Um, and right now it's still pretty expensive. That's kind of the biggest issue with that, with that is that mm -hmm. it's just really expensive to do the desalination, but I think they're working on it. So tell, tell me more about the water project though. So in San Diego, uh, this is something that they're putting to, they've implemented or they're starting to implement? They're starting to implement it. So right now, if you want to take a tour of their demonstration facility, which is what I did, and you can see that on the blog, you can tour the demonstration facility where they're filtering. I'm not sure what amount, like, you know, I don't know. It's a smaller amount, but they're filtering the water and getting it to quality levels that meet all the federal and state standards for drinking quality drinking water quality mm -hmm. um so you can go see that testament but they're planning to build it it's a multi-phase project it's going to take something like 15 years to do everything but phase one they just they got the funding and the approval to move forward with all of that so they're going to do some big pipelines and just take a, a larger quantity of our wastewater and start implementing that recycling filtration system and the goal is um to get 35 percent of the water locally here in San Diego by recycling the wastewater. Uh, I forget what year, by 20, 2020 or something like that. Great. So that's a trend in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I know that, that it's happening around the country and other places as well, but it's hard to keep track of all the little, all the cities and, and mm -hmm. really what they're doing. And with San their Diego, water. I think in the, here in the U S is one of, we're at the end of the line when it comes to water, yeah. as far as, you know, what, what places are facing water crises. And I know globally, South Africa, Cape town, they've had a lot of issues with water. Um, in Michigan, you know, they had issues with lead pipes. I think that's something going on in New Jersey too. But yeah, we yeah we listed some other cities and and when we had uh, what did we do a podcast about that or we were talking about that recently and it's definitely on the website where we list you know some of the U.S. cities who you know that aren't immune to these uh, mm -hmm. these water issues and mm -hmm. uh, droughts. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, and then another story in the news is or a kind of a top sustainability story is um, straws that seem to be at least for anybody who was plugged in to sustainability topics or green you know news or environmental uh getting rid of plastic straws was a big thing and there were some major companies was it starbucks and now both mcdonald's have committed to getting rid of plastic yep. straws starbucks is going to phase out plastic straws by 2020 mcdonald's banned plastic straws in the uk and ireland yeah but we should mention that you know it was really these small, it was small groups in cities, you know, started locally that really motivated these larger companies to mm -hmm. do. Yeah, and to Seattle, get rid of straws, Seattle right? was the first city to ban plastic straws, so the whole city banned plastic straws, which I think is a huge step in the right direction and a huge step in you know showing how political action can create sustainable environmental changes and and just educating people because i feel like that kind of information spread like wildfire wildfire yeah <laughs> yeah it was just a, a really hot topic this year everyone was talking about straws say no to straws and ban the straws yeah and for those who hadn't or weren't thinking a lot about single-use plastics you know straws are a good example and it probably was a lot of people's first time hearing or thinking about that concept of single-use plastic mm -hmm. and hopefully it's influenced some people to use less you know plastic forks is another yeah. example 
Like we saw, we've seen trends in bamboo or wood, yeah. you know, uh, utensils instead of the plastic. And we did a cleanup. There was a big, in California, a big day, I forget what it was called, where everyone went to, you know, clean up garbage on the oceans. And we did that. And, and we saw firsthand so many straws and bits of plastic, like even cigarette shreds butts, of uh, plastic. I mean, by, that was a big one, too. Yeah, cigarette butts are not... <laughs> biodegradable compostable those things have like nasty chemicals and plastic in them so you should throw them in the garbage but yeah straws lots of cups and like you know lids yeah so i think it's a good entry point into the whole topic and it's something that's pretty easy to get rid of i mean it's a pretty minor sacrifice so if a lot of people are taking that first step and feeling good hopefully we can start taking bigger steps towards sustainability in 2019 yeah. So if there's something that you're passionate about that you think it needs some sustainability attention, you know, start your own movement. It doesn't have to be straws, but get excited about something. Make a hashtag for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then our third topic that we said we would talk about is what we're looking forward to in the next year in terms of sustainability. What, what about you? So I feel like I just really want to keep walking the walk when it comes to sustainability and and really staying strong to my commitment to minimize the waste because I'm totally not perfect like I sometimes get you know single-use plastic bottles I you know I have this chocolate drink that I love so I mean continuing my commitment to really be you know more sustainable but something that I don't want to say too much about but we've been we kind of have an exciting project that we're working on Uh, for 2019 that I don't want to say too much about but I think that for me you know I have a background in design so you know hopefully I'll be we'll be taking on another project where we can implement some sustainable building ideas um, and really you know see how we can be sustainable in that in that way that is definitely something to be excited about all right. Well, uh, myself, I'm I'm looking forward to maybe some more political action and things like the Green New Deal as an example. You know, this we need economic stimulus to from our government or whoever supplying that money to basically move our economy towards green initiatives. I think there's a whole new economy out there that we haven't utilized, and they're they're you know why not create jobs and create new green new technology Mm -hmm. i think we're a little bit stuck in case you aren't familiar with what the green new deal is uh where could they find information i would just say google green new deal i know i've heard a lot about it um in the media recently it's something that alexandria ocasio-cortez has been really promoting and backing and i guess it's an economic stimulus package that would put money towards sustainable renewable energy um initiatives that try to bring about economic inequality yeah yeah it sounds great and i think it's about time we really focus in that direction so that's what i'm looking forward to in the next year to see how that goes yeah exciting All right. Thanks again for listening to Lift to Sustain this year. If you haven't listened to all of our episodes, you know, start from number one and catch up. Um, We have a lot of great news coming up in 2019. Laura hinted at a little bit of it, but we're going to be announcing some, some awesome things. So stick around and keep listening. Be sure to check out our website, livetosustain.com, and follow us on Instagram at Live to Sustain.